enough as to why you do everything you do and why you wake up every Sunday morning to come here. All right, so Acts 19 verse 32 states, So then, some were shouting one thing and some another, for the assembly was in confusion and the majority did not know for what reason they had come together. Okay, so basically what that speaks to is that if we are not on one accord as a body, the mission that Brittany was speaking about cannot go forward because we are, um, we are in confusion as a body. We are different members of one body, which means all of us have a particular role. We have, we have become so comfortable with the cycle of church that we've lost sight as individuals and as a collective body of what our why is as it concerns the body of Christ. All right, so here's some questions I want you as the body, say, we are the body, and I want you to ask these questions to yourself. Please don't answer because I, I, I don't want the answer. Okay, question number one, why did you come here today? Do you know the answer for yourself or did someone tell you why you should be here? Okay, what are you looking to receive? What did you come to give? And who did you come for? Very essential questions. As a believer, as a believer. All right, the church as an institution was established on a variety of reasons and we are going to speak on some of them. Everybody say fellowship. Fellowship. Say, I came to fellowship. I came to fellowship. Hebrews 10, verse 24 and 25 states, and let us consider thoughtfully how we may encourage one another to love and to do good deeds, not forsaking our meeting together as believers for worship and instruction, as it is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more faithfully as you see the day of Christ, Christ's return approaching. Pretty self-explanatory. We come here to lean on each other. We come here to encourage one another. So when you wake up in the morning and you're in the shower, it's like, ah, oh, God, I'm in church again. If I don't go, they're going to call and say I was in the church. No. Your, the, the intent that you should be having mentally and in your heart is that, hey, somebody needs me and I need somebody as a part of this body. So one of the reasons that you come is to fellowship. Everybody say, I'm going to come to fellowship. Number two is to proclaim his name. Say, I will proclaim his name. Does anybody know what proclaim means? All together. Does anybody know what proclaim means? All right, that was pretty weak, so I'll tell you. All right, proclaim is to publicly testify. It just means to publicly testify. So, Psalms 40, verses 9 and 10 states, I have proclaimed glad tidings of righteousness in the great congregation, in the body, in the body. Behold, I will not restrain my lips, O Lord. You know, I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. I have spoken your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the great congregation. So another reason that you come to church yeah. is to proclaim. Yeah. Because there is somebody here that's not quite as strong in their walk and they need to hear from normal people, not from, not from the guy up here that's got it all together and reads his Bible every day and knows everything, right? Because the leader of the church is always looked at as more holier than thou, yeah. right? So when a normal person 
like me, comes along and is able to proclaim his name and testify the good things that he has done for me, you are more willing to believe. Yes. Right? All right. So, everybody say edification. Edification. Does everybody know what edification means? No. I didn't know what it meant either, so I went to Google and I looked it up. Right? I looked it up. And essentially what it means is to make better. Yeah. Right? To instruct, to make better. All right? So everything I'm going to give you is not my opinion. It's not my opinion. None of this is my opinion. I strictly spent my time and went to find everything on a scriptural basis so I could give you. So none of this is Luke's word. None of this is Luke's word. All of this is in the, is in the word of God. All right? Ephesians. Not Ephesus. Ephesians. 4 verse 11 and 12 and his gifts to the church were varied and he himself appointed some as apostles some as prophets who speak a new message from God to the people some as evangelists who spread good news of salvation and some as pastors and teachers to shepherd and guide to shepherd guide and instruct and he did this to fully equip the perfect saints which are God's people for work of service to build up the body of Christ. So, everybody say, I come to get built up. I come to get built up. We all need the knowledge of Christ. And God has specified in detail who he has sent for the body of Christ to build you guys up to yeah. become disciples. Yeah, that's right. Right? You become disciples. Many people think that the object of church is to fill it up. Let's get as much butts in the seats. I would have chosen a different set of words, but um, let's get as many people as we can get in here so we look like something is happening. Right? But the truth of the matter is you, the, the job of the body is to is to be uh, is to receive edification, and from the edification you become a disciple. You become what they call a mature Christian. And that mature Christian then leaves the church, leaves the body, while also being connected to the body, to get the unbelievers from the outside to bring them back to the body. And the process starts all over. And it starts all over. Because the unbelievers become disciples and they go out. And that's how you get real butts in the seats. All right, that makes sense? All right, um, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 27, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 27 and 28, now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping and administrating and various kinds of tongues. This verse essentially what I received from it is that we all have a role in this body. We all have a role. Whether it be the sweep, whether it be parking lot ministry, whether it be farm share. But what you must understand is that if you have accepted yourself to be a part of this body, you must be doing something. You must be doing something. So when you come to church, you come to do Something as a body of Christ as you receive edification. All right? And Mark 16, verse 15 states, And he said to them, 
Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. To all creation, which basically speaks back to discipleship. Discipleship. The entire point of church is discipleship. That's all right. It's just discipleship. Okay? And Brittany also spoke, and this one's kind of lengthy, so Matthew 25, 35, and 46, this speaks to uh, the community, the community aspect to the body. Yes, sir. Where we are called to clothe the naked, yes. feed the hungry, visit the people in, in the prison, uh, look after the, the widows. And I'm just paraphrasing because it's very lengthy and I have to, I want to sleep at 3 o'clock, so I kind of remember all of this right now. All right. So we don't want to be we don't want to be cursed when God comes and asks us, did you feed me? Did you clothe me? When I was in prison, did you come to visit me? Right. These are all questions that we want to be confident in answering when our king returns and asks us these questions. So as a body, we want to make sure that we're checked off in that area. All right. Everybody say, I come to praise him. I come to praise him. Say, I come to praise him. I come to praise him. Psalm 149 and 1 says, Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of the godly ones. So this one is a little more intimate with me because as you guys know, I am the, the musical director or the, uh, uh, what's the holier name? Minister of Music. Thank you, whoever that was. Yes. I am the Minister of Music. So my passion lies behind these 88 keys and the 61 up top. Okay, so this is a little more intimate to me. So, it's difficult for me at times, but God has been, uh, God's been guiding me through the process on praise and worship. Right? It's a time, it's a segment within service which we call praise and worship, but I really started to wonder if people understood the significance. Yeah. Of what? The slot praise and worship. Right? The slot praise and worship is just is a section within our divine hour, is what they call it. Okay? But worship is an internal thing. Worship is an internal thing. Does everybody understand that? No man can see your heart. No man can see the praise and adoration that you give to God within your heart. But the praise is very visible. All right? And God has identified how we can praise him in the Bible. In the Bible. So when, when praise and worship comes along, that moment is given to us as a body, like Dr. Flanagan said, to make a joyful noise, to make a loud noise unto God. Unto God as a body. So when that moment comes, we don't operate as individual members. The arm and the leg don't operate on their own. Right? We come together as a body and we praise him as a unit. As a unit. So when we say lift your hands or clap your hand, right? I'm not telling you that. This is all right here. It's all right here. The body is supposed to do this because this is what the word of God said. Right? So instead, instead of instead of saying, ah, I'm not looking to stand right now. And y'all been singing these songs for about 20 minutes now. Right? It's 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 time to move on now. It was good at first, but it's time to move on. It's time to move on, right? 
you have to intentionally place in your heart that when I woke up this morning, my objective was to come here and do this. Do this. And if you're not comfortable doing this, you got to get back into the word and, and see what the Lord has asked you to do as an assembly. As an assembly. You know, I get I get responses all the time. I'm like, well, I worship God my own way. That's cool. That's cool. I ain't got nothing against you. However, when you come and you wake up to come to the body, we come to worship him as a body. Right? So when you stand, your individual praise is united and lifted up to God. Right? So what do you come to give? Everybody say, I come to praise him. I come to praise him. All right? And the last, oh, I got some, I got some verses for you just in case. Uh, Psalm 150. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for the mighty acts. Praise him according to the abundance of his greatness. Praise him with the trumpet sound. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. Praise him with tambourine and dancing. Praise him with stringed instruments and flute. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Praise him with loud cymbals. Let everything that hath breath and every breath of the life of the Lord praise the Lord. Who's breathing? I hope you're breathing. If you are breathing, please raise your hand. According to this scripture, not me. Luke can't say you. Let's be clear. Luke can't praise for you. Let's be clear. This scripture demands that if breath is in your body, you must praise it. As a believer, if you believe, it's pretty cut and dry. No explanation. We got how to praise and if you believe and if you have breath. And it's funny how God makes these things happen. He brings the most simplest things. If you breathe. Hey. If you breathe, this is for you. Right? You ain't got to be, you ain't got to be extra holy, sanctified. You ain't got to be an apostle. You ain't got to be a prophet. If you breathe. This is yours. This is yours. All right? And the last one I have for you guys is I come to pray. Say, I come to pray. I come to pray. Matthew 18, 19, and 20 says, Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by the Father who is in heaven. For where two or three have gathered together in my name, yeah. I am there in their midst. How many believers do we have? All right, my point is that there's more than two or three. Which means, if you're a believer, according to the scripture and the logic that was placed in it, three of us here, or two of us, sorry, the minimum is two. Is that not what the scripture said? The minimum is two. He is in our midst. What is it that we should do in his midst? Let's go back. We should praise him. We should. This is the opportunity to receive edification. Yes, yes, yes. 
This is the opportunity to proclaim his name. And certainly it's the opportunity to fellowship. Yes. All right. So last verse I have for you is James 5, 13 and 16. And this speaks to you as a believer, understanding that God is able to do things for you with prayer, with prayer. And it states, is anyone among you suffering? He must pray. Is anyone joyful? He is to sing praises to God. Is anyone among you sick? He must call for the elders, the spiritual leaders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with the oil in the name of the Lord. This verse 14 speaks to the church and the leadership of the church. So the church has an obligation to the disciples, right? Because the disciples have issues. We broke, we hungry, can't cut rent. Like we got issues, right? So as the leader, it is the job of Pastor Clarence Jackson and his ministers to pray on your behalf. Right? Because many people come and don't understand what you're able to tap into as being a part, as being a member of this body. There's benefits. Y'all got life insurance. Y'all got PTO. You got, you got, it's, it's a lot of things that come with being a member of the body of Christ. And one of them is pray. Pray. Right? Verse 15. And the prayer of faith will restore the one who is sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another, your false steps, your offenses, and pray for one another. So at, at that point, I was reading this last night. I was like, listen, ain't nobody wants to know my dirt. At all. Nobody needs to know my shortcomings. Nobody needs to know the sins I've been committing all week, knowingly and unknowingly. Right? Because you guys do understand that we sin on purpose sometimes, right? Yeah, 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 we do. Right, let's, just, let's keep it one high. Right? We sin on purpose sometimes. Right? Because it pleases the flesh. It pleases the flesh. It pleases the flesh. However, as a, as a, as a man that shed his blood for us, and he's the ultimate sacrifice that is able to blot out all of our transgressions. Yeah. All right? Therefore, confess your sins one, confess your sins to one another, your false steps, your offenses, and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored. The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much when put into action and made effective by God. It is dynamic and can have <coughs> tremendous power. People, that's all I got. What I want you to take from all of this is you have to know why you're coming here. Stop showing up because you've been coming to church every Sunday since you were born. It's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. You have to be intentional. You have to solidify your beliefs and you have to solidify why you do anything. It's not just church. Why you do anything. Right? When you go to your job, when you sign up for that job, they got a list of objectives. 
for you. So when you come to work, you're expected to do this, you're expected to do this, you're expected to do this, you're expected to do this. Then you wake up every morning, you put your shoes, your pants, your shirt, and you go to complete Most of us, I'm guilty because I've been trying to slide. Right? Most of us go and try, attempt to complete those lists of objectives. What is your objective as it comes to the body of Christ? Right? We want to be intentional when it comes to these things because as a body our mission which we read cannot go as far as it needs to go if there's confusion in the body if there's confusion in the body we can't fulfill our mission so when it's time to clothe the naked the responsibility of not Brittany and Dr. Lee and John Say, you know, four people that be here. It is the mission of the body to be present, to clothe the naked, to feed the hungry. Because the opportunity for discipleship, you guys are disciples, right? Yes. Sure hope so. Right? Yes. The body of disciples, there are much more opportunities to spread the word of God if this looks like a good 75 75 or 80 of us are present as a unified body rather than four alright so all I wanted to let you guys know is connect to the body understand why you do anything in life but in particular understand why you come here and what your role is. And if you don't have a role, we have plenty of positions available. All right, guys, thank you very much for your time. I am glad that I was given the opportunity to do this.